Welcome to the 320 Podcast, where we encourage you to reach for the immeasurably more life with Christ. From discussions on scripture, to poetic messages, to dreaming big with Jesus, you will enjoy a variety of episodes brought to you by Shelley Wilson Ministries. To find out more about Shelley Wilson Ministries and the many resources available to you, please visit our website at www.shellywilsonministries.org. Hey guys, it's Shelley. Welcome to this week's 320 Podcast. Gosh, there's something I'm going to share that's um, some of you guys listening because you're with me on a weekly basis have heard this before. And then I shared this uh, writing that the Lord had given me at a church um, last week as I was uh, ministering there on Tuesday night. But I, I think it's, it's uh, probably a good thing to revisit. I want to read, read to you what just came to me one morning. For those I went to serve um, at the church. But I think this message is really significant if you want to follow the call of God on your life. And and we've probably touched on some of the areas that I may talk about today. But I have pretty much been waiting all day to to really hear from the Lord on what it what it would be that I would share on the podcast this week. You know, because I'm quite mindful, honestly, that, you know, if it doesn't come from the Lord, it's just kind of a routine and a ritual, and I'm just really not interested in that. And, you know, I just soon skip a week, and and you wonder why. (laughs) If if God doesn't give me something fresh for you, you guys, right? And so I've kind of been praying about it today a few times, getting up from my desk and just saying, you know, Lord, what is... What is the word for this week that everyone needs to hear uh, in this season? Because he is a, a, a God that provides a rhema word, which is a now word. It's for the moment that you're in. And so I want to be mindful of what the Holy Spirit wants to say. So this is a writing I had penned last week, and it's called The Land Called Familiar. I did not really have a reason to write it. Uh, you know, sometimes... The Holy Spirit will use a situation or uh, a sermon or something I've read to almost kind of stir up something in me that causes me to grab my pen. But this really wasn't the case. It just kind of downloaded and I just began writing. And so um, I hope it ministers to you guys today. And as always, super. Uh, it would be super nice if you would message me at times when it does speak directly to you because it keeps... It keeps me encouraged too in this walk, right? Um, so the land called familiar. There is a land that is likely the most dangerous of any other. It cultivates lukewarmness and lacks thinking. It dampens all adventurous hearts and slowly puts out the once bright flames of many. It has a particularly loud voice and undercurrent that pulls its inhabitants back again and again. It feels safe but it isn't. It's where the lions are tame and the super is missing from the supernatural. It's like a lazy river. It meanders around and around, but it always leads to the same starting point. The land of familiar is where everyone seems fulfilled, but nobody really is. Where the greatest cover-up of all time is the elephant in the room as everyone secretly wonders, is this all there is? But much to the land of familiar surprise, one day somebody breaks camp and makes a run for it. 
With a parachute on their back and a newfound faith under their feet, they head for a new land. The land is beautiful and full of new adventures. The landscape is lush and the meadows are full of colorful flowers they'd never seen before. As I write this, I can see a land with scriptures rolling like waves over the landscape. It's a land where the word isn't just recited, but lived. The word has become active and it is working wonders as far as the eye can see. The super is back in the supernatural and the voice that was often muffled in the land of familiar now sounds like the roar of a mighty lion. Clarity is a new gift and the eyes and ears are now keenly in line with the king of this very unfamiliar land. Adventures await at every turn and fear has been expelled from the region. It is exhilarating. It is an abundant life. It is full of great exploits. They make their home there because it's where they belong. They finally realize that the land of familiar was nothing more than a place of unseen bondage that kept them from that which they were designed for. They wonder secretly if any might follow them beyond the borders of familiar. Perhaps you, hearing this today, are found wanting in your land of familiar. If so, put on your parachute and let's follow Jesus. Don't you think it's time to leave this land called familiar? And after I posted this, guys, on uh, Facebook, I can't tell you how many messages I get. I got that day that said, I think you must have wrote this just for me. And so I know the Lord, I knew that the Lord was dealing with something in this hour. And we've talked before in past uh, podcasts about the comfort zone. You know, it's not really your friend. But I guess God's using a different terminology when he says the land called familiar. And I was sharing in a support group last night something that was brought back to my mind. In my early years in ministry, God put a book in my hand and it was called The Dream Giver. And for a very long season, he used that, that book and that parable that was written in the book with me, not just personally, but when I went out and ministered to people. And in that book, in just a short summary, this is what it was about. It was a, about a, a man named Ordinary who lived in a place called Familiar. And one day, the, as the story in the parable unfolds, the dream giver would leave a white feather on the pillow of someone who had forgotten their dream. And so the story of Ordinary begins because he decides when he found the white feather on his pillow that he was, yes, indeed, going to go find his dream. And at that point, there are a lot of obstacles for Ordinary to face. Number one, he had to get to the very edge of, of the place called Familiar and to find out that a lot of people that were always around him his whole life, including family members, friends, and the like, were not really all that excited about him trying to get outside of the place called familiar. And one of the lines in the book, guys, that I have never, ever forgotten is this. One of the, the people at the edge of the uh, land familiar, when he's right about to step into, step out of familiar and head to his dream, right? to his destiny, his purpose, his calling, whatever you want to call it, somebody says to him, 
Why do you want to go be a somebody when we're all happy being nobodies? And I was sharing that in a support group because so often what happens in our lives is God is really calling us to do great exploits with Him. Very often we see in His Word, uh, my very life verse, He will do immeasurably more than you could ever think or imagine according to the power that's in us. So what happens with the enemy when we're young is he begins to come and set up the traps and set up the snares and put hooks in our lives, whether it's uh, early abuse, and he begins to kind of take our, uh, you know, how we are in the very beginning, the childlike faith, right? Before everything is tainted, if you will, before all the pain comes, before all the wounds come, and, and he begins to build on the pain, on the wounds, and and because some of what we deal with here are women who have been abused as children, abused in marriage, and even abused in churches, um, we find that when there is a pattern of abuse coming from childhood, very often that follows the life of the woman. Why? Because we're drawn to the familiar things, right? To the familiar spirit. Maybe we marry someone who's like our dad. Our dad wasn't Maybe dad was abusive, but it's all we knew. It was the only kind of love we knew um, or some of the women knew when they were young. And so what happens is they gravitate to that. And, and I like to say here, you know, that's not just always a natural thing, but a supernatural thing. It's a demonic thing. It's, it's even at times I say, listen, that's a familiar spirit just, just leading us in the unseen realm of things leading us by our pain and and what happens is by the time some get here or other places they could be well into later in life and and just now figuring out that number one they're in abuse or, or this isn't normal like I thought this is how everybody lived I thought this was um, normal right and so we have to unravel what they thought was normal and reteach what is normal. And then we begin to see the truth set, set people free, right? And then we begin to see women uh, and girls who come out from under all the oppression that, that's been there their whole lives. And they come out of the land of familiar and they begin to fly with Jesus. And, and I'm going to tell you, there's, there's nothing quite like it. So I could give you that extreme of a, a familiar place. Um, and then I could give you maybe something that seems not not so um, hard of a place, yet it's still just as dangerous. And it's it's even within our uh, can we say our our gatherings or our, our church life, right? Where where everything becomes familiar. In other words, we don't really know what God looks like outside of our building or even outside of our denomination because we've never stepped out foot out, outside of it, right? Um, one of the things I can tell you is, is I had to go find out what Jesus was like in other places. Um, and if I had not done that, I would have never realized how many things I actually had been taught that were in error. Okay? And so it's kind of like... Uh, you know, I'm not saying your church is a cult, but we know cults exist. In a cult, right, they control your narrative. 
and, and the narrative is what they want it to be, right? So everybody follows the cult leader and he's right and everybody else is wrong. Well, we kind of have that same mentality, maybe not in, in as much of wickedness, but I'm not sure that God doesn't look at, at it as wickedness, is within our denominations, within, within our church families. We have felt like we've cornered the market on Jesus. In other words, this is how he is. So this is what we're familiar with. And, and anything outside of that has got to be what we, um, kind of deem as false fire or not the Holy Ghost or all these kind of things. Well, that's not necessarily true. It's just not familiar to you, right? And so if I had not stepped outside what was familiar to me in the way of denominations, in the way of people um, and my surroundings, I would have never found uh, the life and the spirit that I have found with Jesus, and the, the beautiful marriage between the Word of God and the Spirit of God and what the New Testament really means, right, by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, by the different gifts of the Spirit, uh, which, which I had been ta taught, mainly just read through it. We never were really taught much about that. And honestly, even if we were taught those kind of things, it was hard for them to teach it because they had not yet experienced some of those things. And so it was hard for me to understand so that can be that kind of familiar place is super dangerous too right because you will never ever see the fullness of jesus if you're always afraid to step out of the place or the domain or denomination or the church family that you're in i'm not saying you have to leave a church family or anything like that if they're in error and you know won't listen to reason then yeah i say go go where the where, go where the spirit is alive right because we know even, even the Word of God can be preached somewhere and it won't come back void. But that doesn't always mean the Spirit of God is hovering in the place. Is He indwelling us as believers? Yes, He is. But that is altogether different than the Spirit of God coming upon a place or upon a person and clothing you in power. Two separate things. And I would have never learned the difference of those things had I stayed in the familiar place that I'd always been and not ventured out to see what Jesus was up to in other places. Right? Um, another thing is just, you know, what's, what is just familiar in life itself? Um, maybe, and, and I, I can only use my own experience, guys, and, and I don't mean to turn this to me, so I apologize for that. It's just, it's better if I give you the examples that I've lived out because I, I can talk honestly about those. Because I was in uh, business, you, you know, as girls, let's, let's, let's be real honest here we're, we're kind of taught to you go you go through high school you graduate you're going to go to college and get some kind of degree that or, or a trade school or those things are kind of expected of us uh, you're going to get married you're going to have children everybody has these kind of expectations well you know so i did all that and i i even went back and got a master's in business later on after i had my daughter um and I, I was in that place for, for many years, doing well, successful, and it was familiar to me, right? Uh, being able to get a steady paycheck was familiar. And this right here ought to, ought to hit some, I feel like it's going to hit some people right here. Um, you know, getting a steady paycheck was familiar to me. 
uh, having my expenses paid, my cell phone bill, my insurance, having a 401k, all of those things were familiar, comfortable, safe, and secure for me. So when God called me to resign, I had to give all that up. And some people would call that crazy or unwise or whatever, but I knew what God had said. And if I had, I could have chosen to stay, right? So if I had chosen to stay in my place of familiar, then I would have never, ever gone through some of the things God has allowed me to do, right? To minister to people, to set people free of demonic oppression, uh, to become a songwriter, to um, be a poet, you know, there, the things that in different seasons of my life he awakened in me because he already knew they were in me. If I had chosen my familiar route, I would have never been able to do those things, okay? When I look at the scriptures, I don't find a lot of comfort uh, when it comes to the disciples. They weren't all about their comfort, right? They, they just went and did the thing. They were used to unfamiliar things. They were used to being prepared in season and out of season. They were used to just going where the Holy Spirit sent them or allowed them to go, things like that. Um, so I don't think they would necessarily understand the lives that we live in what we call familiar uh, in our world. It's like we have this American dream, right? You grow up, you retire. Everybody wants a house with a picket fence, all of these things. But the truth is, God, that may not be his plan for each and every one of us. Somebody may be called to sell everything and go to the mission field. You know, uh, some of your children may be called to not go to college, but to go to the mission field. And at the end of the day, it's like, are we going to do what's familiar to the world and familiar to us? Or are we going to allow God to actually be Lord of our lives? And so this is... You know, when I, when I went to the sweet church to give the message, it was like um, a, about mothers and, and God had given me a message about the mothers of Israel and the Deborahs. It was time to rise. And I just said to them, listen, I feel like God has sent me to disrupt your lives. In other words, he, he's coming now to pull his church, his bride, his people out of familiar I don't think we're going to walk into a, a place in this next season where any of us are going to see something familiar. I think in this season, we're seeing a lot of women pulled out of familiar places, familiar churches, familiar denominations, familiar uh, toxicity. Can I just say that? If you always stay in what's familiar, what if that thing is toxic? It's always oppressed you. It's always kept you. It's always covered up who God designed you to be. But because it's familiar, you think it's safe. And the truth is safety is on the other side of familiar with Jesus. Right? And so we're always afraid of, well, the what ifs. You know, I, I woulda, shoulda, coulda. Uh, we talk about that a lot here. But God has all of that in, in his hands. He's fully trustworthy. Fully trustworthy. And I believe in this next season, those who kind of uh, white knuckle it and hang on to the land of familiar, he might just give it to you. But man, what you're going to miss if you don't grab the parachute and take a leap of faith here with the Lord. Because he wants to do things that you could have never, ever imagined doing in your li entire life. Entire life. Some of you think you know 
what what the uh, biggest dream you have is, God still has something bigger. It's immeasurably more than you could ever think or imagine. Some of the things he's called me to do today, they were never on my radar. I would have never considered doing them. It was never something I thought or imagined, right? So it's going to be the same thing with you. So I think at the end of the day today, the, the call is really, are you being kept from that which God has for you simply because you are going to stay in something familiar, right? That That's really the prayer point today because um, as we move into a new season with the Lord in the world and as things shift and change, we're going to have to come out of a place of familiar. Um, I'll share too with you before I close something I had brought up in the last message was, you know, when we look at the disciples uh, and what they did, and, and, and the Lord said, go preach the gospel to all nations, baptizing in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all of that. Uh, miracle signs and wonders will follow those who believe. He says, you know, go preach the good news, proclaim the gospel, go heal the sick, and go cast out demons. Isaiah 61, open the prison doors to those who are bound, bind up the brokenhearted, right? Uh, proclaim liberty to the captives. That, that, is, that is the gospel. Uh, that is what Christ went to the cross, shed his blood so that we, we could have the saving grace, right? The, the redemptive work of the cross, it is finished, but now he's given us his hands. And, we're his hands and feet. He's the head. We're the body. We are to do his will. So I have to go heal the sick, bind the brokenhearted, uh, set captives free. Uh, at times I do have to cast out demons, those kind of things. That has to become what, that's no longer familiar to us in the church in a lot of areas, denominations, a lot of gatherings, there's no real deliverance, no real healing of the heart, emotional, spiritual. <clears throat> we do some things well, right? But we've, we've left a lot of things undone. And if you're going to stay in anything familiar, we have to make those kinds of things familiar again. It was what the disciples would have known as the normal life following Jesus. And, and that, that has to be what becomes familiar to us. Now, that's a familiar place you can stay. Okay? But that doesn't mean, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to leave, you and I will have to leave what we've all thought was familiar to now come into what's familiar to Christ what's familiar to kingdom purpose and work and what is ministry really like because it is everybody's job to do those things not just the pastor not just the uh, prophets not just the apostles not just the teachers uh, you know not just the elders not just the deacons but everybody born again has become a royal priest a co-heir with Jesus everybody has the mandate we may have different mantles and gifts and we may you know operate very uniquely based on how God has designed us to function and that's okay but at the end of the day everything I do whether it's newspapers magazines support groups 
um, any any books that I've written. At the end of the day, it's to set the captives free, to bind up the brokenhearted, to strengthen the brethren, all of those things, right? It's not about the tools. It's about what the tools are supposed to do in the kingdom. And so I want to encourage you today that you go back to your prayer closet and say, you know, Lord, have I become, am I living just in what's familiar, right? Am I just stuck in what's familiar and I don't even know it? Because I think that's a lot. A lot of us in the body of Christ have been in that place, right? Where until somebody else points it out and says, you know what? Actually, you're just kind of living in this familiar place. And because you won't leave the familiar place, you're actually not embracing the call of God on your life. Um, so why don't I just pray over you guys as I close? Because I think God really wants to do a work in you and me and all of us. So, Lord, I just, Father, I'm asking the word to hit the target exactly where it was meant to hit, Lord. I pray that within the hearing of my voice, there would be a shift and a transformation of the thinking that you would renew the mind and that immediately, God, you would bring to the forefront of their minds what it is that has become familiar for them. Maybe it's familiar fear or whatever. Lord, I ask you just that you would break all that in Jesus' name and there would be a renewed passion to fulfill the ministry that you designed them for when you formed them in the womb. All the things you designed for them before you even saw their frame, God, you already had in mind what they were to do, what they would look like, how they would function, who they would reach, and what generation, this now generation, they would be in. And that you stored up ahead of times good works for them to do. And so, Lord, I'm asking you that every every place of familiar breaks off every life who hears this in Jesus' name. And there is now a call and a whisper in the ear to come, come, come today into abundant life. Come into the abundant life that Jesus died for you to have. Lord, I call them out of comfort right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you to sever everything in their lives, people, places, and things that have that where the familiar has become like a spider's web, and all it did was catch them like prey. Where they f have found them places in a stagnant, their their um, I said that wrong. Where they where they have found themselves in stagnant places and spaces. I call that out in Jesus name and I say step out of that right now you've always known that you were dying where you are and that you're starving for something more than what you're experiencing so Lord I'm asking you to call them out right now in Jesus name from that place Lord I'm asking you to just put a spirit of endurance in them stir up the gift of God in them Lord Holy Spirit, go do the unique work in every life that each one specifically needs. Only you know what that is, Lord. And Father, I ask you today that you would go do some wrestling. Wrestle it out. Let them wrestle with God until they surrender in Jesus' name. And then, Father, you show them all the mighty things you want to do with their lives, God. And don't let them settle for one second for less than all that you have for them. We bless you today, Lord, for your word that you don't want us to be stuck in the land of familiar. 
We thank you for your eye that's always on us when you counsel, counsel us, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. We hope today's episode has blessed you and encouraged you to pursue Christ passionately. To join us again for more encouragement, equipping, and empowering, subscribe to the 320 Podcast. We would also like to invite you to enjoy our round-the-clock radio station, Royalty For Real Radio for Women, at royaltyforreal.com. That's royalty, the number four, real.com.